It Actually podcast. My name is Becky, and I'll be your host. Today's segments include Actually Working, Actually Wearing, Actually Hand-Dyed, Actually Stashed, Holiday Knitting, Actually Attending, uh, a Review, Some Thank Yous, and Some Housekeeping. Actually Working. I have a bunch of things on the needles this week, and I'm pretty excited to tell you guys about several of them. So I'm going to jump right in and uh, get started. The first thing that I have been working on is my husband's socks for Christmas. So you guys have been hearing about these for a long time. They are um, a sock that I am using the math from the Kate Atherley Custom Fit Socks book and a heel from Sock Architecture by Lara Neal and some yarn from MJ Yarns in a colorway called Cerulean Twilight. And I feel like this might be the basis of a Christmas miracle. I am always running up to the last minute trying to deal with my husband's socks. And this year it is the 12th of December today and I turned the heel in the second sock and I've got about two inches of foot done. So I feel like this might be a drama-free um, pair of Christmas socks for him, so I'm pretty excited, and I'm really happy with how they're turning out. I had done, um, so I'd used a, a heel from Sock Architecture called the Shaped Common Heel, and one of the challenges I was having was that I needed to get time with the book to just refresh my memory. I remembered that there was grafting involved, and that I had knit a little strip of garter to each side of the heel flap, both of which I liked a lot in the first sock. And so tonight I finally got some time to sit down and uh, take a look at that and finish up the heel on the second sock. And like I said, it's cranking right along. One of the things that I liked about the little strip of garter to either side of the heel flap is I feel like it was very, very clear um where the slipped stitches were so that I could pick the stitches up for the gusset and I could see myself using this heel on a regular basis. I really like the look of it and it was very simple to knit. There wasn't anything too complex about it. So those are coming along great and I'm very excited um, and hopefully there will not be any sock related drama this Christmas. The other thing that I'm working on is a pair of vanilla socks for my mother-in-law. Um, these are a pair of socks that I am knitting from some Knit Picks Imagination Hand Paint in the Atlantis colorway. Talked about these last time I had just started them and was not loving them. Um, I, I'm not thrilled with the look of the yarn, but that being said, I think it's a matter of taste and I think my mother-in-law will actually like them quite a lot. So I knit them based on, um, the measurements from the Kate Atherley book, but then I gave a little bit of additional space because um, my mother-in-law does tend to have swelling in her ankles and her feet. She's not real mobile. Um, and I finished up the first sock today. So I just did a regular heel flap on these, the regular toe that I always do, and I whipped right through them, which is great. I'm hoping to finish the second sock sometime this week and get those in the mail to her for Christmas. Last pair of socks that are actively getting some love this week are the rainbow socks that I'm knitting for my son. Those are out of a Knit Picks Felici in um, their traditional six color rainbow. I can't remember the exact name of the colorway, 
and those are coming along really nicely. I am going to do an afterthought heel in those. So I am working my way down the foot and I probably have another two inches to go and they'll be ready for a toe. So very excited about those. My younger son, I think, wants rainbow socks as well. I was going to knit him some blue striped socks, but um, he's requested rainbows and I'll have plenty of yarn. So I think that's what I'll end up doing there. Then the other thing that is a, a continuing project from last time is the scoreboard scarf that I am knitting for my son in the Broncos orange and blue and gray and knitting along with the score of the games. I'm having a lot of fun with that one and the regular season is starting to wrap up so I can see the end in sight on that. I did go ahead and order some more yarn because I was really worried that I'm not going to have enough. I had to add in my last ball of orange during last week's game and um, it seems pretty likely that they'll make the playoffs, which means more knitting, which means more yarn. So I went ahead to be on the safe side. So beyond those, there were a couple of projects that I'm actually super excited about that are new this week. The first is um, the Leah pullover. And this is a pattern from the first fall 2010 issue of Knitty. And I was looking for some instant gratification kind of knitting. I haven't knit as many sweaters this year as I usually do, and it's cold now here in Colorado, and I have this beautiful Madeline Tosh home in the Dr. Zhivago Sky color, which is a beautiful dark gray, very much a tonal gray, so there are some, some lighter sections, um, but some of it gets nearly dark enough to be black, and I've been looking for a pattern to use that with because I felt like, gosh, if I could just knit myself up like a bulky weight sweater, um, I could do that pretty quickly. And man, was I right. So this sweater um, calls for a size 11 needle. I am knitting it on size 9s. I cast the sweater on on the 5th of December, and I finished the body of the sweater on the 10th. So it was fast. I still need to knit the sleeves. They are um, set-in sleeves that you knit up and sew in. I don't love to sew in sleeves, but I was not feeling like I had the headspace to do the math to um, pick them up and knit them down. So I'm just going to go ahead and, and knit them as written. I did make a couple of adjustments to the pattern. The first, they were both things that they talk about in the pattern, but the first was I did add two inches of length before I started the cable pattern so that it'll hit me a little bit lower on my hips. Um, and then the pattern, it's a free pattern because it's nitty. It's a three by two ribbed pullover. There's a beautiful cable and then they have instructions in the pattern. It's a V-neck. So if you want the V to not hit you quite so low, there's a short row section. So I did that modification as well. I'm really happy with how, um, it turned out the other thing that I changed actually now that I think about it is when it gets to the top and it asks you to um, seam up the shoulders at the front and the back I grafted them instead it called for a three needle bind off it didn't like the way it looked so I went back um, pulled it out and I grafted the stitches together um, but it's really cute I blocked the body over the last couple of days because I wanted to be sure that I was going to be happy with how it turned out with that ribbing it was a really tight sort of tube 
as I was knitting the body, and I was pretty sure based on my swatch, I was pretty sure based on my swatch that it was going to loosen right up when it was blocked, but I wanted to be positive before I jumped in on the sleeves, and I'm really happy with how it turned out. I think it's going to be really comfy, really easy to just throw on, you know, over a camisole with just about any kind of pants, um, and... I think I'm going to have some of the yarn left over. So I think I'll still be looking for a bulky weight project, but probably not another sweater. So that's exciting. I'm really looking forward to having that finished piece. I don't think that the sleeves will take me very long at all. So maybe by next weekend, I'll be sewing those in. We'll see. The last thing that's been actively on my needles this week is I'm working on a cowl using the Freya Fine hand-painted flux yarn that I bought at the Eat Slip Knits, yeah, Eat Sleep Knits, sorry, um, Black Friday sale, and I also bought some Malabrigo worsted, so both of those are a single, and I am playing around with the double knitting from the class that I took back at Yarn Fest in April, so I, I have a really simple little double knit pattern going polka dots of different sizes and I thought it would be a fun way to play with the gradient so I charted them out with some graph paper and I'm just going to sort of knit till I run out of the Freya hand paints it's only 87 yards on the skein so it's not going to be a big huge cow but I'm really pretty happy with how it's turning out and it's kind of a fun little challenging thing. I would say I am well over a third of the way through the ball of yarn at this point, maybe closer to half. So maybe I will finish that one up this week as well. I'm really excited about it. My gauge with the double knitting is definitely still pretty wacky. And so I'm knitting worsted weight yarn on a size three needle, but it's coming out at a gauge that I am happy with it. I like the, um, the way that that is coming together. So I'll post some pictures of that. It's pretty cute and I am excited about it. The way that the double knitting works, again, for those of you who aren't familiar with the technique, basically I'll end up with a reversible cowl so that one side will be a gray background with the polka dots in the gradient and the other will be a gradient cowl with the polka dots in gray and basically it'll be reversible. So I think that's going to be really fun to wear and I'm really happy with the colors in the, the skein that I picked. So that one's pretty exciting. Actually wearing, definitely getting a lot of wear out of my knits lately. I've worn several things. I wanted to talk about a couple that I feel like I haven't mentioned in episodes before. One of which is, um, a pullover that I love and that I wear a lot. It's a Hoagie Locatelli pattern called Lemongrass. And this is a sweater that I really like. I knit it out of some Knit Picks worsted, hand-painted in a really bright green. I had knit a hoodie for my oldest son a couple Christmases ago, and I had just, just enough leftover. I think I had bought a bag of 10 skeins during the big Thanksgiving sale a couple years ago. And so I had this leftover green and I ended up knitting myself this sweater. And then I also knit one for my mom for her 60th birthday out of uh, Malibu Brigo twist 
in a beautiful pink colorway um, that I'm really happy with. But I really like this sweater a lot. It's a really interesting construction, as Hohe's stuff usually is. It was knit, I believe it was knit top-down. And there's a basket weave cable on the front. And then at a certain point, under the arms kind of towards your waist, you split it back up and you start to knit the front and the back separately. And um, then you knit ribbing around those pieces and they button on the sides. It's really cute. It's got a little bit of a turtleneck, kind of tighter sleeves, but a looser body. And um, I think I wore that twice this past week. So that's a piece that I enjoy a lot and I am happy that I got some wear out of this week. The other thing that's nice about it is it is kind of a Christmassy green, so it works pretty well. Um, if I need something to wear, like I have a Christmas party to go to this week, I'll probably end up wearing that sweater. I did wear my Jenica hoodie uh, this week, which is another Hohe Locatelli pattern that's knit out of a Madeline Tosh chunky in the window pane colorway, which is one of my favorite, favorite colorways. And it's my favorite sweater, and I do wear it a lot, um, kind of like a coat. I wore my opposite pole this week. So, sensing a theme here, that's another Hohe pattern. And it is knit out of some Knit Picks organic cotton. So, it's just a really pretty ivory color. I wish that I had this sweater in wool, and I may knit it again in wool. It's a really fun knit you do. Um, a cabled panel and then these like short row wedges so the sweater itself is essentially like a big circle then with sleeves attached in and so the construction as always was really fun I think I knit this two or three years ago and I wear it a lot um, but that was another fun one that I got somewhere out of this week and then I wore my February lady sweater so this is a pattern that you know has a million zillion projects on Ravelry I myself have knit three of these I knit one for my mom back when I was first knitting and that was one of the first sweaters I knit I knit one for one of my son's teachers one year because she was having a milestone birthday and then finally got around to knitting one for myself so mine is knit from knit picks chroma which is their um, worst in weight single and it's a long repeating color changing yarn so self-striping but long repeats and the color way on mine was discontinued but it's kind of earth tones I would say there's some pink there's some blue there's a yellow um, and it's a really I have a pair of socks in the same colorway so I have a little matchy matchy going on there because I had some fingering weight in that same colorway when it was discontinued but it's a sweater that I like a lot I wear it a lot um, I haven't ever gotten around to putting buttons on it, but I did buy myself a shawl pin earlier in the year. So the way I've been wearing that one is that I just fold the fronts over each other and I stick the shawl pin in it. And it works out pretty well. It's pretty comfortable. And like I said, it's a really cute sweater. Very, very comfortable. So I wear that pretty frequently. And, and I did wear that to my son's band concert the other night. Next up, actually hand-dyed. I did get an opportunity to do some dyeing this week, which was great. I have a couple of friends and family members who are getting yarn for Christmas. So the first up is my friend Sarah, who has been um, a friend of mine since our kids were in elementary school together. Her daughter and my son 
used to go to school together. They're in the seventh grade now, and now they do martial arts together. Sarah also is the absolute genius who runs a homework club um, at our martial arts school um, where my kids can go every single day, and she is an educator. She has her Ph.D., and she helps my kids with their homework every day. So um, that's something that has been new for our family this year and has transformed uh, after school for all of us. It, the transition to middle school was pretty hard for my older son, and we struggled through the sixth grade. And seventh grade has been a much different experience, and I credit her with a lot of that. So I wanted to do something nice for her for Christmas. Um, she crochets and is working on a ma master crochet program through the Longmont Yarn Shop, which is really cool. Um, and so I talked to her daughter the other day and asked her what her mom's favorite color was, and she said peacock blue. And I think most people, when they say peacock blue, they mean the beautiful turquoise of peacock blue. Um, but I do have some dye in my stash that is actually labeled peacock, and it's more the royal blue, that really vibrant, um, deep blue that you would see in a peacock feather as well. So I decided to try to dye up some yarn that was just hand painted with both. Um, and I had gotten some nitpicks, Caldina, um, yarn in the Knit Picks Big Sale, some bear in that, and it's a bulky weight, and I thought that might be kind of fun for her to be able to crochet up something quick and simple with this yarn. Um, so I made up some dye stock this morning with that peacock blue and also a Caribbean blue. So I have several different turquoises in my stash of dyes. I have a bright aqua and a Caribbean blue and one that's just called turquoise. It's a jacquard um, dye. And so I did the Caribbean blue. What was interesting for me, it was just a simple hand paint and I'm, and I'm very happy with the final results. It's downstairs drying right now, but, um, the peacock blue, when I first put it on the yarn, it did not I was worried about had I put enough dye in the dye stock. It was very muted looking, and I've used this color quite a bit. This is the same color that I dyed the MCN um, Aaron Waite for my husband's Christmas hat, which is a gorgeous blue, and this was just very muted, and I thought, well, let me just see how it turns out. Let me throw it in and steam it and see what happens, and it actually turned out quite lovely and quite vibrant, but I was worried about it a little bit at the beginning and had sort of thought, well, worst case, I would have just over-dyed it a little bit with something else, maybe turquoise or something. But I'm very happy with that. It is drying up right now, and uh, hopefully I'll be able to give that to her later in the week. I do want to make her a little project bag to go with that, so I need a couple days to get that done as well. The second thing that I did was um, self-striping for my cousin who is leaving for London for a semester abroad. And she just took up knitting and I thought it would be a fun gift for her. So she'll be getting a project bag, the self-striping yarn, and some stitch markers. I don't know if crocheters use stitch markers. And I feel like probably the only ones that they would use would be the locking ones. But I had this brain cramp today of like, oh, I could make Sarah some 
stitch markers. And then I thought, but I don't know if she'll use them. So uh, Caitlin will get some of those, but Sarah will not. I um, dyed up this yarn on some more of the Knit Picks yarn that I bought in the sale. This was a Stroll Sparkle Sock Base. So they're regular sock yarn, but with some Stellina content thrown into it. And I was going to do a four color repeat and ended up just doing a three color. And I did silver gray and fluorescent fuchsia and then one called blazing orange. So I'm really excited to see how it turned out. I, so far it looks really good. It's a little bit hard to tell um, the way that it ends up in the big long giant skein. It is also downstairs drying. I did use vinegar. Um, my first couple of tents at Stellina, I did not realize that citric acid would dull the Stellina. And I was looking at something else the other day, I think because I was going to make shower fizzies, which is another story. But um, it talked about how citric acid would dull your manicure. So I guess citric acid has that effect. So, um, so that was a lesson learned from a while ago. And I am excited to skein that up tomorrow or the next day when it's good and dry and send that off to London with my cousin. There will be more to come on the dyeing front. My friend Jen is going to come over on Tuesday, and we are going to have a play date with um, some dyeing stuff. She's the one that I took the Fancy Tiger Crafts class um, on hand dyeing with Meg from Sleep Season Yarns, and so we've been wanting to get together and just do a little dyeing and have a little bit of fun. Um, we had had some time planned, and then I had that trip that I had to take very abruptly. So this is our rescheduled play date, and I'm pretty excited. A couple things I want to try. I do think I want to do another self-striping because I enjoy the heck out of that. And so one of the things that I did this time that was a little bit different is I had been toyed with several different ways of trying to get the yarn the way I want it for the self-striping. So that was using the warp board and making, you know, three or four or five little sections on there. Then I use the warp board to really like weave the yarn through the warp board and end up with a big long skein. The last time I did that, when I pulled it out of the pots, I took it and I stretched it over to dining room chairs um, so that I could reskein it. And then I thought to myself, well, why the heck didn't I do that this time? So what I did was worked the yarn off the skein into a cake and then just walked around my kitchen for 10 minutes or so, um, wrapping that around the chairs. And it worked out pretty well, so I'm pretty happy with that. I think that's a little bit easier for me, and um, I'm excited to see how this turns out, and I probably will do some more um, self-striping. The other thing that I want to play with a little bit is some gradients. I've been a little bit gradient-obsessed as of late. Um, and so I thought that might be fun. So I think what I might do is a little more of that Caldena, Caldena, um, from Knit Picks and just see if I could have some fun with a gradient. I was thinking about doing, I have some beautiful rich purples and then there's this pink that I have that's called Berry Crush that I use all the time. I really, really like it. And then maybe like a gray or something and just sort of play with that and, and do a gradient that could be a probably a cowl or something. But um, that is where my head is at right now in terms of what I want to do. I don't think Jen's decided what she wants to do, although maybe some sock blanks. So maybe we'll play with those. I think I have a couple of those in my stash still as well. So more to come on that, but I'm really 
looking forward to it. Actually, stash. I am only going to talk about two things that I added to my stash this week. I ordered yarn from two of the Knitnosh sponsor yarn companies. So I wanted to make sure that I had um, the yarns in my stash so that I could really talk to people about you know, the yarn itself and my personal experience working with it. Um, so really just an excuse to buy yarn, right? So um, I already had some of the, um, the Nerd Fibers yarn in my stash. And then I've got several of the MJ yarns in different weights, and I've worked with several of those. I think I have a lace weight and a fingering and a worsted. Um, so I feel very comfortable with their stuff. Um, so I took this as an excuse to buy myself some yarn from Bijou Basin Ranch. And Bijou Basin has amazing different types of fibers um, that they make their yarn out of. The one that I bought is probably not the one that's coming to Nitnosh because um, I asked everybody to bring heavier weights of yarns. But I got a lace weight um, called Shangri-La. This is a 50% yak, 50% silk yarn, and it is just heavenly. It's 400 yards in the skein. I'm trying to figure out exactly what I'm going to knit myself with it. It definitely is something that needs to be like a shawl or a cowl or something. It just belongs near your face because it's so soft and lovely. The color was, um, I think it's called Berry Jumble, and it's a beautiful dark, dark pink, and I'm really excited about this yarn. So I am hoping to cast on something with each of those yarns between now and the event so that I can potentially bring my works in progress or my finished objects along to the event. So more to come on that in terms of what I decide to knit. And if anybody has suggestions for a great lace weight shawl or cowl, let me know because I am definitely in the market for a pattern. Then I bought myself a skein of yarn from Skandalous. So that's our fourth um, yarn company that's coming to Knitnosh. I'm very excited about that. I had seen Donna's yarns at Yarn Fest last year and really was a big fan of those. So that is pretty exciting. So the base that I bought is her Eartha base and so that's a fingering weight yarn that is 65% merino and 35% bamboo it says here it's a 497 yard skin I didn't check the skin itself so I'll have to double check that but it's in a let it go colorway which is a beautiful what I would call a pale cornflower blue and then whites. It's really pretty. I think it's going to knit up into something really special. So again, that's a fingering weight. It's so soft. I think it is also something I'm going to want to make into some sort of accessory. I haven't 100% decided what yet, but it, it wants to be next to skin for sure. So those are the two to my stash. I'm looking forward to knitting with them both very, 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 very soon. Holiday knitting. I did want to talk some more about um, knitting for the holidays. I started a poll in the Ravelry group after the last episode just to see, you know, what you guys do for the holidays and, and what you guys like to knit. 
um, for gifts and who qualifies for a gift, that kind of thing. So there is a poll still open and you guys can post and, you know, answer some questions about what you like to knit at the holidays. I will probably right around Christmas, um, draw some names for a little gift from me, um, from that thread. So go out there and, and take a look. But it was really fun to, um, chat with some of you guys about what you're knitting. There is a new member of our group who posted a beautiful pattern that I wanted to, um, that I wanted to point everybody to because it's really gorgeous. So, um, Jen is new to the Ravelry group. Um, her Ravelry name is Jen Sheelan, I think it is. And you can find her in the thread. Um, but she had posted these Victorian Yuletide ornaments. And so there are those plastic ornaments that you can buy at you know any craft store this time of year. And then there are these beautiful knitted lace ornaments. Um, covers and she's got them in a very natural yarn. I actually am thinking about setting aside some of the Stellina that I have in my to be dyed stash and just doing that with that bare yarn but a little bit of sparkle I think would look really really pretty on a tree. Although then when I was thinking about it yesterday I thought well maybe I would split it up half and half or something and then I would do some of them red like some red and some white I thought might be pretty also on the Stellina base. So um, this is not something I'm going to attempt for this Christmas, but it is a pattern I've stuck in my favorites. And I do think I'm going to knit up some of these um, over the next year, you know, for gifting or maybe just for having for my own tree um, for next Christmas. I like those plastic, the idea of doing something with those plastic ornaments because we are a cat-friendly family. I don't know if you could hear the cat a second ago, but they do get into a little bit of trouble with the tree on occasion. So something like this that I could add that would be special and pretty, but not um, fragile makes me really happy. So check those out. I do think that um, Boston Jen from the Down Cellar Studio is um, doing a giveaway of this pattern. So listen to her most recent episode and you can get the details there, I think, on how to win potentially a copy of this pattern. Really pretty. Check out the Ravelry group. I just wanted to put in that plug. My holiday knitting is coming along pretty well. I know I already talked about the, the several pairs of socks. I also kind of narrowed down some of the knitting I was planning to do. I, I always like to do something um, handmade for my kids' teachers. And... I kind of scrapped that a little bit this weekend. I was busy yesterday trying to get a lot of stuff done and decided that the right thing to do would be to get the teachers something a little more practical. And I went with Amazon gift cards. And then I bought at Michael's some just, I guess they're, I guess they're ceramic, but just little ornaments that they could paint. Like maybe, maybe it's plaster of Paris. Um, just that white kind of ceramic looking, but you don't have to fire them or anything. They can be painted with acrylic paint. I bought some metallic acrylic paints and these ornaments were like 59 cents each. So everybody's getting a really nice card with an Amazon gift card and then hand painted ornament by the kids. And we're kind of call that good. The one knitting that I did for a teacher though, was my son's social studies teachers expecting a little boy in April. And, um, I had knit for her a chevron baby blanket and my son picked out the colors 
And I'm really happy because we did go pretty neutral. It was a purple, a teal, a, a green, and a gray. Um, but now that we know that it's a boy, I think it's going to suit a little boy really nicely. I think the colors are, are really great. So I sat down tonight and I spent an hour weaving in ends on that Chevron baby blanket. Definitely a labor of love, but I'm really thrilled with how it turned out. We wrapped it up really nicely. We put her little ornament on the box and he's going to take that to school tomorrow. So that is the first gift of the holiday season that I am giving and I am really excited about that. The other thing I did yesterday um, for some of my immediate family was I did some gifting of craftsy classes and I was actually really pleased. I generally only go out there and look at the knitting content and um, my sister-in-law has not been well and I was looking to give her her present early to cheer her up and I found her a quilting class because she quilts and I then started to kind of poke around and found quite a number of classes even for the men in my family some cooking classes some woodworking classes photography classes they are you know for December running lots of great sales on craftsy so most of the classes were at least 50% off when I was out there yesterday and um it just kind of opened my eyes to how much content they've added for things other than knitting. And so if you guys need a last minute gift, I would definitely recommend giving it a look because there was quite a bit more than I expected there would be. So I hope everybody is having a great time with their holiday knitting and not stressing yourselves out too much. I am still relatively calm about the knits I need to finish for Christmas actually obsessed. Um, I have another thing this week that I am really <laughs> excited about. I was really happy because this week um, Emily from the Knitting Butterflies podcast was back. Emily is local to me here. She lives about an hour or so north of me and she has been just lovely and encouraging about the podcast. She's coming to Knitnosh. She gave me a little plug the other day and she has had some health issues which you can hear about on her podcast. But she was not planning to podcast again until the new year and is feeling well enough that she came back with an episode this week. So I was happy when I saw that hit my feed this week. And this time she did both an audio and a video episode. So she ran both recordings at the same time. And I was listening and then decided to watch along just a little bit of it the other day when I had a little bit of free time. And she is knitting for her family Star Wars hats. And so I geeked out about Star Wars the other day. As of this recording, um, I am a week away from seeing the movie. We're seeing the movie on the 20th. And uh, these hats, it's a free pattern. It's called The Force Awakens. And I will link to it in the show notes. But they're really cute. They are color work, which I don't usually feel brave enough to do, but I feel like for a Star Wars hat, I might be brave. So I may have ordered some yarn for this. Um, my nephew, who is six, is a huge Star Wars fan. My whole family were going to the movies, 10 of us or so, um, on the 20th, and he is one of them. He is super excited. So I, his birthday is in February, and I think my goal is going to be to knit him one of these hats for his birthday. Certainly he'll still get plenty of use of it um, in February, March, and April. So that's my goal. It's not going to be a Christmas knit, It's, but it is definitely something that I am planning to cast on to give him for his birthday. So check out um, Knitting Butterflies if you don't 
listened to that one already. Um, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. And you could see um, Emily's beautiful hats that she's been working on. Actually attending. I have two events still coming up. And I know that I've been talking about both of these for a while. But I wanted to give everybody some updates on Knit Ash. First of all, I wanted to say thank you to anyone who has reached out with words of encouragement. The reception to this idea has been really awesome and I'm getting super excited for the event. So the event is January 23rd, um, 2016 in Longmont, Colorado. We are going to have the Knit Nosh event at Samples World Bistro here in Longmont, Colorado. It's a food, wine, and yarn tasting. So there will be four courses of food, four tastes of wine, kind of like if you got a flight of wine. Um, and then I've got four amazing yarn companies that are bringing their yarn for the attendees to knit with. So that is Bijou Basin Ranch, MJ Yarns, Nerd, and Scandalous. And those are all Colorado yarn companies, which makes me feel really happy and warm and fuzzy. And um, really, guys, the response has been tremendous. I've been getting amazing emails from people all over the country, and um, I'm just very excited about the event. I think it's going to be super fun. The response here locally has been really good, and I've got quite a number of people signed up, and I get registrations kind of every day, and it makes my day. I'm so excited that I am not the only one who thinks this is going to be a great way to spend a day. So I hope that if you are local, you will think about joining us. Um, tickets are on sale at knitnosh.com. And I am getting to do some really fun things this week. I was ordering swag for goodie bags. So it was fun. If you follow me on Instagram, sneak peek at a couple of things there. And on this coming Friday, I am heading to the venue to actually taste some options for the menu. So they have been really great. It's a really neat, brand new restaurant here in Longmont. And they kind of specialize in small plate food. And um, I've asked them to put together a menu that feels like, you know, it's something that couldn't get just anywhere. And so on Friday, I get to go and taste all the food. So I'll have more updates on that for you guys after when I record the next episode. But um, if you know anyone who is local, who is interested, please share the information. If you are local and you're interested, I really hope that we get to see you at Nitch because I think it's going to be a ton of fun. Um, so with that, I also just wanted to say a couple of thank yous. There have been a couple of people who have helped me really start to get the word out about the event. Emily from Knitting Butterflies gave a little shout out to us the other day on her episode. And I, I am pretty sure that Emily is going to join us at the, the event. So that will be really fun. She and I have not managed to connect in person yet, but I'm a big fan of her. So that's pretty exciting for me. The other one is Maria from Subway Knits. Gave me a shout out the other day and that made my day too. Um, she has been really lovely about it. She will be moving to Colorado, I think after the next school year. And so she wrote nice things on Instagram about how much she wished she could come. And then she um, gave a little shout out on her most recent episode. And then I will say thank you in advance to Jen, Boston Jen from Down Cellar Studio Podcast. She had offered to... Um, help me give a little plug as well. So I just am very grateful to how gracious everyone is and how um, willing to help. And a lot of people 
when they've registered, that's the first thing they say is, well, do you need help? Do you want any help getting this going? So everyone that I've talked to has been phenomenal and it, it just makes my heart feel happy. So thank you to everyone who has reached out. The next thing that I will be attending after that will be the Interweave Yarn Fest. And that's in Loveland, Colorado, starting on March 31st. And I am taking a couple of classes that I have talked about before, but I'll link those in the show notes. And I will probably be there um, every day. Emily from Knitting Butterflies is planning a meetup. So I will keep my ear to the ground on those details and maybe try to connect with her. But I will almost certainly attend whatever she sets up. Um, so maybe I will get to meet some of y'all there. Next up, guys, I'm going to review a book that I am really excited about. I have been saving this review for a little while because I really wanted to make sure that I had plenty of time to really dive into this one in a lot of detail. I really love this book. So I have been holding it off a little bit, and today I am ready to talk about it. The book is called Color Wheel Knits by Vera Valimaki. It's a cooperative press book. I believe that this was published in Europe in the earlier part of this year, and then Cooperative Press published the book in English in June. So it's available as a Ravelry download for $16.95 US or as paperback on Amazon for $26.95. This book, you guys, is a tremendous, tremendous value. There are 22 patterns in this book. And I took some notes because I wanted to be able to explain to you guys all the variety of things that there are. There's really something for everyone in this book. She's got kids' patterns and adults' patterns, women's and men's. Um, I think there are five or six each for the kids and the men, and then a good solid ten you know, women's patterns. Some of them certainly are unisex. There are some accessories. She's got five, no, I'm sorry, eight pullovers, um, six cardigans, and then there are hats, there are mittens, there's a cowl, there's a scarf. There really is just a tremendous variety of stuff in this book, and they're all really, really lovely patterns. So the book is structured. It's a book of designs that are intended to be used with hand-dyed yarns, which obviously is a thing that speaks to me in a lot of ways. I really feel like that's where I'm at right now with my knitting, whether it's things that I am fiddling around with dyeing in my kitchen, or really most of the yarn that I buy these days is um, hand-dyed yarn. You guys hear me talk all the time about my Madeline Tosh stash, and um, a lot of the things that are in this book are things that I would really just love to knit. Frankly, there are a couple of them that I have swatched for already, and I am hoping, although I kind of have too much on my needles right now, I'm hoping over my Christmas break, because I am down to five days of work in 2015, and then I have a nice long two and a half week break, I'm hoping to cast on a couple of, um, of these beautiful sweaters, because I've got yarn picked out for at least three of them, I think, at this point. So the book is organized into sections of colors, which is really kind of great. Um, she does a little bit of an introduction um, and talks about color at the beginning of each section. There's a section on blues and greens. There's a section on reds and pinks. 
there's a section on yellows. There is a section that talks about grays and browns. So it's really kind of interesting the way she has it organized. I want to say the book, first of all, also is just really visually appealing. The photography in this book is really beautiful. And the location that she used is very striking. A lot of the photographs seem to have been taken in front of chalkboards. And then there's a lot of white text over a dark background that's just really very visually appealing. And so the book is just a lot of fun to flip through. And then on top of that, there's a lot of really beautiful patterns in here. So I'm going to walk you guys through um, this section a little wrap, and then talk about the things that I am planning to cast on and the yarns that I am planning to use for these particular patterns. Um, the first pattern in the book is called Concrete. And so this is a pullover with a cowl neck and then it's tunic length, short sleeves. So very cute, really cute layer that you could do with this one. And I, I think that's really quite darling. Very nice pattern. The next one is a hat that is two colors and it's called Spruce. And it's just a beanie with a chevron pattern. I'm very much feeling the chevrons these days. And... Um, so this one is also quite cute and I think would look really cute with a pom-pom. She doesn't have it photographed with a pom-pom, but I think I'm also, I'm all about the pom-pom lately. I put pom-pom makers on my Christmas wish list, so we'll see if, um, Santa brings me any of those. The next one is a little boy sweater. I really think this could go for either a boy or a girl. It's a cardigan. It's called Tin Soldier. And obviously it's done in this, it's in the blue section. It's done in a blue yarn. But I could see this on any child in any color. And it would be a really nice little button-up sweater. I think it's really quite cute. Um, and so then we get into the greens. And I have to say there is a little girl sweater in here that I am not sure I could do the math to scale this up, and maybe it sounds goofy to say, gosh, I'd really like to um, scale up this children's sweater so that it would fit me, but I love this sweater so much. It's really darling. It's got cables that run. It's a cardigan. It's got cables that run up each of the fronts and then around, down the fronts, around to the back, and it's... Um, got like a rounded hem, and it reminds me a, just a little bit in terms of the shaping and the use of the cables of um, Hoagy Locatelli's pattern, which is called Opposite Pole. And I knit that sweater a couple years ago, and I wear it constantly. I love it. Um, this is that one knits up into sort of a really big sort of circle with sleeves. This is more of a regular button-up cardigan. And then it's just got that same sort of detail of the cables running around. I think it's gorgeous. I love it so much. And I wish, wish, wish that it was an adult pattern. So maybe at some point, um, if I have the brain space, I may fiddle with this and see if I could um, grade it up so that it would be adult size. Because I feel like it's real dressy. Um, and just the treatment of the cables is really, really, really pretty. So the name of that one is just Green Cables. And 
Um, you can check it out. I think you can look at all of these individually on Ravelry, though I don't think they are um, available for individual purchase. So that is the next one. The one that I am thinking about casting on over my break is a pattern called Fine Jacket. So this is a gorgeous, gorgeous cardigan. I have some of my Madeline Tosh Magnolia Society yarn. Um, there's a worsted, I think it's a pure merino worsted, and the color I got is Grasshopper, which is very close to the color that she used here. She used Malabrigo Twist in um, Manzanilla, or Manzanilla, I'm not sure how you pronounce that, Olive, and it's a really cute cardigan with just the most interesting shape and details. It's got these little sections of garter stitch and the front where it buttons is all asymmetrical and almost like ruffly. It's super, super cute. It's got garter at the collar and the hem and the cuffs. And I have some really cute buttons that I bought at Yarnfest that I think would be the perfect buttons both for this pattern and for the yarn. So I swatched for this a while ago. Um, I've been not really in a sweater place, although I just knit that Leah pullover. But um, I wasn't quite ready to cast this one on, but I love this pattern, and this is on my next up list for sure. So that is one I would definitely recommend you guys check out. The next one in the blue section is called Ground, and it's a vest. Very cute, garter stitch. Um, maybe not the most flattering on me, I don't think, but it's a really cute, very simple um, project. And if you were looking for something, you know, to throw on as a layer for the office or something, I think it would definitely be suitable for something like that. So then we get into the red and pink section. And there is another little girl's sweater. It's called Little Miss Frill. It's a pullover. It's very, very cute. I don't have a lot of girls to knit for. I, it's not the kind of thing that either of my nieces would wear. Um, but it's a darling little pattern. Then there's a great cabled hat just called Classic Cables. And it's a beanie. And it is just, you know, very simple cabled beanie. But... Um, I'm all about the hats lately, so I could definitely see myself knitting up this one as well. The next one is the other one that I am definitely planning to knit, and so it's called Little Red, and it is a hoodie. It's got some garter stitch. I think it's actually mostly garter stitch hoodie, button-up, cardigan front, very, very, very stylish, simple um design here. So I am thinking about knitting this in the Madeline Tosh, I don't think it's a sport weight. Anyways, I have a bolder color that I got as part of the Magnolia Society and I think actually it must be a DK because that's what this calls for. Um, and it's a beautiful, beautiful, vibrant pink. So I think it will be perfect for this. I swatched for this one as well and haven't quite been ready to cast it on, but it's on my holiday wish list for things to have time to knit. So that one is definitely on my list as well.
The next one is called Wonder Stripes, and this one she has shown on a um, a male model. I really think this is another one that could be suitable for either gender, and it is. Let's see, it's sized from 36 inches up to 52 inches, so I do think you could definitely um, knit this either one. Um, it's a very simple pullover with buttons at the shoulders and then really cute striped detail um, for some color work in the sweater itself. So that one is really cute. It's in a beautiful purple um, in the book and it's Primo Sport by Plucky Knitter. Looking to see if I could find... Oh, Vanity and Lonesome Highway are the colors. And that Vanity purple, it's just gorgeous. It's kind of not lavender. It's richer than a lavender, but it's a really beautiful pale purple. So then the next one is called Afloat in Red. And this is another one that I definitely could see myself casting on. Um, this calls for a sport weight yarn. It's a beautiful cardigan. Again, kind of, at least in the sketch, it looks like an asymmetrical hem, maybe a little bit longer in the back than in the front. It's got pockets, um, and it's gorgeous. So once again, I've, I've been stashing up sweater quantities of Madeline Tosh all year. I have some sport weight in a deep, which is a navyish blue, and I think this would make a really nice wardrobe staple in a neutral color like that. So I have not done anything to swatch this, but when I, that yarn came in and I was looking for patterns, this book has kind of been, become my my go-to when I get new yarn to see if I can figure out something else that I want to knit in it. So I could see myself doing that one as well. Then there are some really cute mittens. They're called Stripe and Cable. They have ridges of what looks like garter stitch and then just a simple cable running up the back of the hand. And they look like they would be a really quick and really cute project. So then moving into the yellows, there's another hat. It's called Bric-a-Brac. This is a gray um, and yellow cowl and beanie set. And there's a little bit of color work here and chevrons again. So chevrons are popular and they are this one's really cute then there's a color block pullover which is a tunic children's size sweater again it's shown here in a pink color but then there's a splash of yellow um, basically at the hem and it's really cute it's got buttons at the back of the neck um, I think they're decorative a little hard to tell from the picture um, and there is some garter stitch, but it's a very cute little girl sweater. And I love the little splash of color. Then there's a sweater called Buttonback. This is a children's sweater. Again, I think this could go for either girls or boys. This is shown in the book on a little boy. And it's a pullover, but at the back from about the mid back down to the hem, um, there are three little buttons. So the upper back and shoulders is, is pulled over, but then buttons up the back. It's real different and real interesting. And um, I think this would probably be more for a younger child, but it's a very, very, very cute pattern. 
There's a pair of mittens here called Knit and Pearl, and that is just a real simple um, textured mitten. They show it here with the bric-a-brac hat and cowl, so it makes a nice little set. It's really super cute. Um, and that's it for the yellows. Then they get into gray, and there are some gorgeous sweaters here, too. So this one is called Skyline. Um, this one is a tunic-length pullover, and it is fingering weight, so very long, you know, for a fingering weight sweater. It's got a boat neck, which I think is a really flattering neckline on just about anybody, and I, it's a neckline that I particularly um, favor. I really like it a lot. So this is another one. I, I have two or three different yarns. I buy a lot of fingering weight yarn. I have two or three different yarns that I think this would look really, really pretty in. And this is definitely one that I would consider knitting. Next up is one called Freezing Point. And so I like what she says about this one. She says, funky design meets easy knitting in this warm sweater for men. I really think this one is pretty cool. It's got kind of a turtleneck. She's got really large buttons on it. Um, and again, there's just some interesting placement. You can see interesting placement of garter and things like that. Um, so it buttons up almost like a Henley, but then imagine if a Henley had a little bit of a turtleneck kind of feel to it. So it's really cool. And this is a nice men's sweater um, that I, I like a lot. Um, next up, there is one called Grid Plan, and this is a very, very long cowl. She's got it um, knit up in a beautiful, rich brown, and it's a long cowl, so the model is definitely wearing it looped twice, and it's lovely. Then there's a cardigan called Be Mine, and it is a funnel neck cardigan. There's short row shaping at the neck and A-line shaping in the body, so it says fun to knit and easy to wear, and this is another just, I mean, the, the sweaters in this book, you could knit them all. Um, this one comes for, calls for fingering weight. So like I said, I have um, a lot of fingering weight yarn in my stash and several sweater quantities of fingering weight yarn. So this is one that I would certainly consider as well. Um, I'm going to be knitting these sweaters all year, you guys, because there's there's too many of them. They're all just gorgeous. Then there's scarf. It's just called cable scarf. And it's a reversible cable, which is really kind of nice. Uh, knit in a DK weight and very um, interesting, lovely reversible cable pattern. There's a hat here called the Beetle Cap, which I really like. This is one that I considered casting on a couple weeks ago. I do have um, some sport weight yarn. I bought some Madeline Tosh Sport in... The Eat Slip Knits um, sale that they were doing of the discontinued Madeline Tosh colors. And so this is a cute little hat with a garter stitch brim and then a herringbone pattern. And I think more than a beanie, this is more kind of like a cloche hat. It's very, very cute. It does size up to um, um, three different brim circumferences, 16 and a half inches, 18 inches, and 20 inches. And um, I think this would really, if you had some nice 
hand-painted or hand-dyed yarn. It would just really show off the yarn nicely with these couple of different textures. So that is the book. It's really one of my favorites that I've ever had the pleasure to kind of scroll through. I enjoy this book tremendously, and I think I will be knitting a ton of things out of it. So um, again, this is Color Wheel Knits by Vera Valimaki, published by Cooperative Press. $16.95 for the ebook, guys, and if I were you, I would run out and buy it right now. But that being said, I am also fortunate enough that Cooperative Press has generously offered to let me give away a copy of the book. So I will do the same thing that we did with Boys Knits. I will open up a thread in the Ravelry group, and you guys can post to let me know um, which is your favorite design and the one that you would be most likely to cast on. And then why don't we make it fun and also tell me sort of what's your favorite color family based on the color families that she has here in the book. I also think, mainly because I am obsessed with this book and going to cast on like six things, that it might be fun to do a knit along. So I know everybody is very busy with the holidays and things like that. So what I'd like to do is I'm going to leave this giveaway thread open until the first week in January. I will draw a winner. And then after that, I would love to do a knit along. I think it would be kind of just a very open-ended and casual knit along. I think it's the kind of thing I will open up a thread and if nothing else, you guys can just watch me post progress on these projects. But I hope that you will jump in and um, join me to knit some things out of this beautiful, beautiful book. So last up, guys, I just had some housekeeping things that I wanted to make sure I covered with you guys. My plan at this point is to record one more time before Christmas and then once again before the end of the year. So hopefully there are still two more episodes coming in 2015. I um, wanted to say thank you as always for listening and for hanging out with me. I would really appreciate it if anyone is interested in putting together an iTunes review. There have been a couple of those and a couple of new star ratings recently and I appreciate that tremendously when you guys do that. Um, the other thing that I will just remind everyone is that you can follow the podcast both on Facebook and Instagram, also on Twitter as Knit Actually Podcast. And the show notes are available at knitactuallypodcast.com. We also have a Ravelry group that has grown quite a bit recently and um, all sorts of fun conversations going on there. So feel free to check that out as well. So until next time, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with me and thank you for listening. I hope that everyone's end of the year plans are coming together nicely and that you all have wonderful time with your families around the holidays. And I will be talking to you soon.